Hey, everybody, it's Tommy Canelli, and welcome back to Before the Lights Podcast, the show that tells you how they made their mark. She's an executive producer and former Miss Nashville, Tennessee, an actress who has appeared in Anchorman, Bones, Parks and Recreation, All My Children, Nip Tuck, and many others. She is an author and platinum-selling recording artist with a German, Italian, and Brazilian ancestry. She started as a child actor in national TV commercials and has been named World Peace Ambassador and Crypto Queen. Please welcome to the show, Darcy Donovan. Darcy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tommy? I am excited and ready to rock and roll with you and have some fun here for the next 45 minutes or so. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Childhood went from Miami to Nashville. Parents divorced at a very young age. Father was going to go be a pro baseball player. And you had dreams to be a veterinarian and a comedian. (laughs) I want to go there because those two... You just don't hear somebody going, I want to be a vet or I want to be a comedian. So explain that to me. Well, honestly, I don't. That was really it's always been my grandmother's thing. She always says that, you know, I have this natural comedy. So she was just like, you need to be comedian. Everybody in my family was like, you're like a comedian. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not funny. I'm not a comedian. And they're like, yeah. So, you know, I was like. Because of that, I kept I I had said, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a comedian like that. It was kind of a smart ass answer. But, you know, then it gets put up on IMDb. So uh, veterinarian, obviously, I've, I've loved animals since I was a kid. Uh, I have six dogs, uh, you know, five that I uh, rescued and then one that I adopted, um, you know, fr- and it's they're just like the most amazing creatures. Uh, I, they're my babies. I mean, to me, they I will. I literally one of them ran out the road and I got in front of a car like I was like, hit me. Don't hit my dog, you know, Um but yeah, veterinarian, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I'm an animal lover. So, uh, I'm with you there. Is, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I've, I've been, uh, an animal lover and, uh, I mean, and I love all animals. I can't just say dogs. I've, I've rescued cats, birds. Uh, I've had a bearded dragon that I rescued, um, uh, I've had, well, I've had three bearded dragons, uh, you know, any kind of animal, I pretty much rescued it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cause I love animals myself. I have two cats. I used to have dogs when I was a kid, but I don't uh-huh. get, I don't get people that don't love animals. I don't understand that heart. I, I, I can't I, relate to that. I, I don't either. To me, they're serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are a comedian. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I don't just can't, but it's it's true. It's like uh, if anytime, like you know, when I was dating somebody, anytime that they would come over, I'd be like, if if my dog didn't like him, I'd be like, hit the door because it's just not gonna work. You know, mm-hmm. one guy was actually fabulous. I thought this is a guy I, I could marry, but then he was allergic, like really allergic to all my dogs. And I was like, uh, it's not going to work out. So <laughs> I have a good see, life. See you later. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> Darcy, in high school, you were in cheerleading and choir, student government. You were voted class VP of school. Were you just one of those kids in high school that was involved in as much stuff as you could do? And just having fun being there? 
Well, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I feel like when you're in the right environment as a child that, you know, you will definitely flourish. Um, uh, you know, my background, I've I've had tough upbringing and, you know, my mom was in a abusive relationship um, and uh, she ended up had to go into hiding. And so when she went into hiding, I ended up living with my grandmother and, you know, uh, my grandfather. And that was a very, uh, I would have to say just, I never really knew uh, because my parents, you know, divorced at two. I didn't really know what a family unit was and what normal was like. So especially, you know, being in the, my mom being an abusive relationship and, you know, he abused me as well. So it was a difficult thing to deal with when you're like eight, nine years old. So, um, I really, during, I would say during the, ma- the most formidable years, I, I was with my grandparents and that was the best time because I kind of, you know, I, I ended up becoming captain of the cheerleading team. You know, I really feel like a good home environment is where you can flourish. I ended up, you know, getting student body president um, or vice president, vice president, sorry, not president, vice president. So, um, and, you know, I was in drama club. I was in every kind of club you could think of. And I just, but it was when I was with my, my grandfather was like my, my dad and my grandmother was kind of, you know, like my mom, you know, during that time. So I have to say that that was what was very, um, endearing to me those those years because those were some of my best years uh, really when I lived with my grandparents um you know I just I really 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 miss that and you know I, I flourished at that, that time you know mm-hmm. then when my grandfather passed away you know things I had to go back and live with my mom and you know things went a different direction <laughs> but, <laughs> you know at that point in time, I was, yes, I was doing very well, winning beauty pageants, doing everything. So I know you performed at children's hospitals and raised money for charities in your hometown. How does Darcy Donovan get this idea to start her own rock and roll band like in eighth, ninth grade? Oh, that was easy. Okay. So, um, my mom, when I told you when she went hiding, she worked for this resort hotel. She was one of like the accountants there. She a really nice resort hotel in South Carolina. So you got to think I'm kind of like just popping up in my teens, you know, like, you know, 13, you know, 12, just get coming out of 12. And then it's like I go there. And I mean, I had the best time of my life. I mean, you're talking, you know, they had a band, they had, you know, obviously they had like a bar, but it was like outside, you know, it's tropical and stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, at that point in time, I, I mean, people thought I was 20. I was 13. I, I had a body of a 20, you know, I was like, bada bing, bada boom. So it was just like, you know, boys coming in and out. It was just a great time, you know, walking down the strip going, Hey, you know, so, um, they had a band there and, you know, my whole life I sang and, uh, they said, Hey, come on up. You know, do you want to sing? I guess something happened with the singer. And so I got up, I sang, it was a hit. And so then they asked me back and they said, Hey, you know, you want to come back up and sing? And so I did. And then it was just like, I, I said from there on, when I went back after the you know, summer having so much fun, I was like, I'm going back and I'm starting a band. So I started a band 
And I mean, we, we kicked it. We rocked, you know, we did really well. We ended up winning a battle of the bands at the time. There was a ton of people, um, uh, that were there. And, uh, you know, we we went to like the state and that was so huge where it was in Memphis. I mean, you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bands. So I, I just, at that point in time, I mean, I was like music, this is what I want to do. <laughs> music is, you know, that's, I got the bug, which I've always had the bug of music. I mean, I was in uh, choir my whole life since I was like, God, uh, first grade. I was from first grade on, I was always in the choir. You talked yeah. about you were doing some beauty pageants. Where did modeling weave in there? What age was that? And were you doing that at the same time? Um, modeling came, yeah, it kind of came during that time. I mean, you know, uh, I was I was doing that alongside, you know, the music. But, you know, I, I did some stuff when I was younger. Okay. I got in some like, you know, catalogs and I got on the front cover catalog when I was a kid. And then it just kind of progressed from there, you know, as the body started developing, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I was one of those girls, you know, it's like, Hey, there's Dorsey. And it's like, Hey, there's Dorsey. You know I mean? It's like, I hear it all the time. I have guy friends go, yeah, this girl came back. And it was like, you know, we're like, oh, that's so-and-so. And then it's like, she comes back. We're like, damn, that's, you know, Ellen, man, look at her. You know, it, you hear it all the time. The mm-hmm. girl, you know, blooms. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. And, um, you know, just started doing modeling. And, you know, I tell everybody, I always get people, uh, you know, advice or people get advice from me on how to start out and doing all that stuff. And I say, you know, you got to build up a portfolio, but there's so many photographers like at schools and stuff, you know, that want uh, to build their book and their portfolio. So I said, that's how you do it. And that's kind of how I did it. I, you know, started, um, there was people at schools that wanted photos and, and it just kind of progressed from there. I mean, I was always a, a hustling kid, man. I mean, I think you're still hustling these days. Yeah, I, I still am. It's in my blood. Uh, you know, I didn't get anything really handed to me. So I think, I think that's what makes a lot of people, um, uh, you know, a lot of the girls that I went to school with that, you know, they didn't really have to work or anything. I mean, they're not doing very well right now. And I think it's because, I think it's because the parents paid for everything. They didn't have, you know, I was working two to sometimes three jobs when I was in school. So, you know. It's, I was always working. I was always doing stuff. So, uh, you know, now, now I get to get more, be more picky. There <laughs> <No>. you go. <laughs> I said in the intro that you had won Miss Nashville, Tennessee. What did you get for winning that? Do you remember what they gave you? Or was it just a sash oh. and a crown and said, see you later? Uh, no, I got like $10,000, okay. um, which was pretty good. Uh, you know, and I got 10 grand. Um, I got like my crown, uh, I got like some jewelry, like diamond jewelry. Um, I got a lot of, uh, you get a lot of certificates to like, you know, go to get your hair done, go to massage, you get a mas- like a spa for a month. You get the, you know, they gave me so many things and, uh, I mean, it was nice. It was very nice. I was just like, I, I was stoked to have the title. I really was. And, um, you know, it was just a, it was something that I will always cherish and always remember. And, you know, it's a hell of an honor. I got to tell you. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It is an honor, but it's also what you do with it. Cause there's mm. so many, you know, there's so many people, you know, there's so many people that win Miss Nashville, Tennessee, or you see Miss California or this or that, but then it's like, what do they do with it? You know, like Halle Berry, I think she won a beauty pageant. She was a Miss something. I don't know. Maybe Miss California. I don't know, but you know, look at what she's done. So I think it's, it's, if you're a smart businesswoman, you parlay these things into other things. And that's what I try to tell everybody when I'm, you know, do like doing a panel discussion or an event or anything like that. That's the one thing. If you're smart, you parlay your achievements into other things. Listeners, we're going to try and go through as much as we can of Darcy's career and everything she's done. We're going to go into the entertainment (laughs) section now. What's the first role you recall doing Darcy when the entertainment bug bit you that you're like, I want to be an actor. Oh God. Um, God, that's hard. Actually, I think it was okay. So, um, I basically ended up, uh, when I I won a beauty pageant and, uh, it was like, you know, like miss, it was like a a big mall in Tennessee and they had all these girls, like hundreds of girls came out. So I ended up winning like, you know, miss Hickory Hollow was something like that, (laughs) you know? So I ended up winning, you know, it was just this beauty pageant. So they gave me a certificate to go. Um, I ended up, one of the certificates in particular was like, you get like a month free with this big time LA acting coach so what happened is I went into him not really thinking anything about it I mean you got to understand I did commercials when I was a kid um and I memorized my lines and the other person's line it wasn't very fun to me because I just I I just I, I mean I'll be honest the kids I just didn't feel like were professional enough like I would go in there and I would know my stuff, you know, at eight, nine years old. And I'm like this 18 year old camera for their lines. And after 30 takes, I'm like, I don't want to do this, mom. This isn't fun anymore. You know? So music was kind of like the one thing at the beginning. So then I ended up, um, you know, becoming friends with my acting coach. He was very well known. His name is Alan Dicer. Um, you know, he was uh, in a lot of uh, movies and television series. You know, he was an actor in soaps as well. And um, I came in there, we became friends. He knew about my music career. I gave him my album. He was like, oh, you're a terrific singer. He's like, blah, 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 blah. So after we did a couple scenes, he's like, he goes, wait a minute. He says, listen, I understand your music and everything is, but you need to go to L.A., because of him, I mean, he pushed me to go. He's, you need to, you need to go. So it just shows how, you know, somebody, somebody, something somebody says can, can change your life. But, you know, I was like, really? And he goes, yes. He goes, you know, take this tape home and show some, you know, show your friends or whatever. So I showed my boyfriend at the time and his guy buddies were there, you know, and they're guys, you know, I know they're going to tell me the truth. If I sucked, I didn't really think anything about it. So I said, Hey, I said, what do you think about this? They looked at it and they all three went, uh, you need to get, we need to get you, you need to go to LA. Wow. So I was just like, okay. You know, so I think it was just, I never really thought anything about it. I think that's just a, a natural gift I had and I didn't really, you know, I was like, okay. So I went and uh, got immediately got on a soap, uh, passions. So that's kind of where it hit me. I met, I remember this girl, I had a part, she was an extra on there and, uh, you know, we were just talking back and forth and she goes, you know, you're going to be really famous. And I said, 
what? I said, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, you don't want it. <laughs> I said, what? She goes, no, nah, I can just tell, you know, you're just kind of carefree. And you just, she goes, you're going to be really famous. She goes, it's the ones that are kind of more like, eh, you know, if it happened, are the ones that make it. And I just, that always stuck with me because I guess that's the thing. If you put your, if you put too much pressure on yourself at anything that you do, you know what I mean? I mean, then people kind of go like, if you come in and you're like, Oh, I want this please. You know, then right. people don't really take you seriously as if you're, you know, relaxed mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, let's do this role, you know, blah. And then do my lines and get out of there. But like, okay, that's a professional person. You know, if you're too needy about something, you know, nobody wants the too needy girlfriend to date or the too needy boyfriend. <laughs> right. Let's just put it in that, in that example. So that makes yeah. sense. You've done so many roles and I'm sure people have asked you what your favorite role is, but what I want to know is, what project did you have the most fun doing? What projects did I? I gotta say, Anchorman. I really enjoyed Anchorman. I really enjoyed Paul Rudd. I enjoyed Will Ferrell. We had such a fun time. Um, I mean, I will say this: you know, a director or producer, you know, people that are on the set, like they can make or break a set. I mean, you could literally go on there and want to go get, you know, go to the doctor, a, pro- a proctologist, and get like five anal exams. Then dealing with the people on set. So you know, Adam McKay, the director, uh, he was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he was a joy to work with, and um, you know, that was the big thing. I. I have my all time favorite directors that I've worked with. He's he we're, I'm still friends with him and he is, I, I would say one of the top, you know, people because of the way that he directs and he's so, you know, laid back and, and cool and easygoing. When did you decide that you wanted to get into producing? What led you to that path? Uh, I got, I got sick of watching crappy shows. <laughs> <laughs> watching these shows and I'm like, why did they end that? I just wasted an hour and a half of my time. And then I look at my friends that are in the, I said, now listen, well, how do you like this ending? And then they go, Oh, I love your ending much better. You know? And my friends don't blow smoke up my ass. I mean, I don't like to be around. Yes. People I, you know, which obviously, you know, when I do have people around me, there are people that are going to be like that, but but my team is very like, they tell me like it is. I tell it like it is. Um, I think when you have a bunch of yes people around you, it can kind of ruin, you know, it can, it can ruin things because, you know, you need an unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big, that's a big thing that I, I believe in, but, uh, you know, I also, I, you know, I also was like, I don't, I, I want to be, I want people to understand what I can do. I mean, I've played a detective, you know, I've played the girlfriend, I've played the wife, I've played, you know, um, a vampire. I've played all these roles, but it's like, I, there's some, there's some roles that I really want to do. And I'm just like, I'd rather produce the movie. I'd rather produce it. And I've been on sets where literally people are looking to me for answers, and I'm like, I'm not, it, you know, y'all need to give me a per- percentage point here. You know, uh, I've been told that I've had fa- fantastic ideas. You know, I've had stuff to where I'm like, I'm literally writing the treatment. You know, I- I'll just give an example. So I had a treatment, had it done. I was like, okay, we're going to shop this. Then the show came out, Dexter. Literally had 
like all the whole thing and it, it, it can't. So it's like, I knew I was like, okay, we're on the right idea. This has happened several times. Mm. Then I've had people go, wow, that's a great idea. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. You that's know, right. it's, it's just, and plus I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of A-list friends. I have other, you know, celebrities that I deal with and I'm like, I want to help revive their careers. Yeah. They were big, you know, like in the eighties and nineties. Um, but I do have people sign a lot of NDAs now. There you go. <laughs> I literally have an NDA over here. I'm like, yep, yep, can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. I, well, producing is, is anybody that's really like in their game in the business. That's usually what they go to when you're in the entertainment industry. They usually go to the producing end of it. It was just a, it, it was just a transition thing that, and I'm actually really enjoying it because, you know, my mom comes up here and she's like, my God, you're bossy. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, somebody's got to tell people what to do, mother. You know? That's right. <laughs> it's funny you said that you have to do it yourself instead of waiting on others because I've always had the mindset that if I want something done and I'm waiting for somebody else, it's never going to get done because they always get pushed back. There's always a reason. There's always some excuse why I can't get it done today or we can't do it now. We can't do it tomorrow to where I've just got to the point where I'll just do it myself. And if you want to jump on board, great. But if you don't, I guess you're in the rearview mirror and I'm going forward. You know, I always say I want to be the windshield, not the bug. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, you know, I agree, but you know, I'm the type of person I'm just kind of like, if they're on your team and they're not pulling their weight, I'm like, well, get the hell off. Cause mm. you're not going to, yeah, I'm not going to give you, you know, if you can't pull your own weight, then why should you uh, get the, you know, rewards that I'm going to be getting. And I've also told people, I said, you know, all right, this is your last chance. You know, do you want to be part, you know, you want to be part of something big? If you do great, if not, get the hell off. You know, I have no problem saying that. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I look at your successful show. I mean, uh, Tommy, you did it. You know, I can tell, you know, you kicked ass. You're like, Hey, I'm going to go for it. And you know, that's what different, it differentiates leaders from people that, you know, say they want to do things, but they don't. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I'm not that type of person. I have people say crap to me all day long. Oh, I want to do this and do this. I'm like, okay, it just goes in one ear out the other. I go by actions. It's shit or get off the pot is that's my, my saying, you know, <laughs> Darcy, you're also a platinum selling recording artist. The LP distraction Contains the single It's My Life, which charted in the top 100 dance billboard charts and not one, not two, but four countries. So, Because this is probably right in front of my face. Did you write this song about your life or somebody else's life? Um. It was kind of, when I wrote it, it was really about my life. That's okay. why it's like in the music video, you kind of see snippets of my life in there, you know, but um, it's also, you know, when I do a song, it's, you know, it's for everybody. It's for everybody to enjoy and to parlay it to their own life. Um, you know, I did, there's a song that I did uh, uh, helping karma along. And that's based on a true story. The whole Johnny and Ann thing. Those were real people that, you know, screwed me over. And, uh, so, you know, wrote a, wrote a, a, wrote a song about it and they're divorced now, by the way, because he cheated on her. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So karma's a bitch, isn't it? It is. <laughs> if somebody, and I'm going to ask you this question it's probably difficult to answer. If you had to choose acting or uh, singing, what would you do? 
Tommy, I get this answer all the time or this question all the time. And here's my answer. If you had twin kids, you mm-hmm. had to choose one or the other. Who you can't. choose? You can't. That's, just, that's, that's how I feel. Um, they're both my babies. I mean, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez, what she does. I mean, I would consider myself along the same lines. My career path is in terms of like hers, but different, um, you know, because I'm also heavily involved in crypto and uh, Web3. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've parlayed a lot of things into business. Uh, you know, I, I want to. Uh, do blockbuster uh, films like The Rock, you know, put things out there um, that, you know, are are for the family. Stuff where you leave and you don't want to blow your head off. I mean, I hate that when I watch a movie and it's like the director, producer, let's be very interesting about this. Let's do something fun. And then you're like, I paid $20, $30 to go see this movie. I was absorbed through the whole time. Then I leave and I want to just like, I, I'm depressed. I mean, there's enough to be depressed in the world by. Give me a damn good ending, right, Tommy? That's we right. I want a good ending. I want a ha- I want my happy ending. That's I'm sorry. That's maybe I'm weird, but you know, I've seen people walk out of films and and they're just they're depressed. You know, so it's like I I want to make a change. I want to make a change in the entertainment industry. Um, I want to also give females uh, someone to look up to. You know, it's the same thing with music. You know, I want to leave my mark. I I just feel like. Uh, you know, with everything that's going on today, you know, especially with, you know, what's happened just recently with, you know, the abortion topic Mm. and all that kind of stuff and everything that's, you know, revolved around the Me Too movement, all that. I do feel like, you know, having a uh, production company as well as uh, something that's where there's a woman that's up at the top of it. That's, you know, you don't have to worry about me doing any sexual abuse on anybody. Okay. All right. You know, I'm, I got that, you know, I just want to empower people. I want to empower women. And then they come in to work and they feel safe, you know, plus, you know, I have three brothers. My dad's a coach. I, um, I've been around men my whole life. So it's kind of like, I'm one of the boys I can deal with it. I can also, I mean, guys can get scared of me when there's, I'm very sweet, but there's a side of me. It's like, there's a button. You don't want it to get pushed. Okay. So my dad's the same way. I mean, he's a sweet, awesome guy, but man, he could scare the hell out of you. Like just push the button. And it's like, you know, I'm a grown woman and him and I got into, we hardly, we don't ever like we get along famously, but one time he takes me off, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago and his voice raised. And then that little girl in me was like, ah, you know, for just a minute. But my dad's not ever laid a hand or he done anything. It's just if his voice raises, it scares the hell out of everybody. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. It's like God coming down. Yeah. My it's, father was the same way. Yeah. And my mom, literally, my mom would be like, I'm going to get at you. She'd take a brush, you know, <laughs> beat your butt. She, she just was like, I grab a stick and I'm like, eh, 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 and then I'd run around, you know, eh. you know, it just, and I mean, yeah, yeah, it hurt, but at the same time, you're like, eh, it doesn't hurt me. It, you know, your mother, you're like, eh. But when your dad does it, it is. It's like a thunderous roar. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the Red Sea parting. To a little lighter side, as you talked about people leaving theaters depressed, talk about <laughs> the movie on Amazon Prime right now, Secret Agent Dingledorf and his trusty dog, trusty dog Splat. Splat. Talk oh, about actually, that. 
It's okay. First of all, my buddy, Paul Johansson, I mean, everybody knows him from One Tree Hill. He's done Mad Men. Um, you know, he's he's an exceptionally wonderful guy. We get along famously. So he played my love interest, uh, 001. Here is the movie poster. So that's Paul right there. And the kids were absolutely amazing. But this is a really good, like, it's based after... Um, popular kids book series and it you know it was adaption made from that so uh it's a comedy uh you know family movie that's um kind of in the vein of spy kids so you know my character was anna and again i played you know his love interest uh secret agent 001 (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's on amazon prime if you i'm telling all my friends to watch it because it's really cute and sweet and it's funny because some of the uh, people that i went to school with they're like i showed my kids my kids watch it they're like you don't know anybody famous dad and he's like will you you come in nashville will you please come by our house and sign some autographs because they think i'm full of it and i just laugh i was like okay i'll come by but if you can give it a five-star rating We'd really appreciate it, but it's got a great message. It's got in there about bullying, about, um, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, things about, um, you know, in the face of adversity, mm-hmm. you know, keep going. So it's, it's got a great message and it is funny and it, and there's stuff in there for adults too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can have the kids watch it, but there's stuff that's adult themed in there and you're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's cute. It's really fun. Listeners, I'm going to make it real easy for you to watch it and rate it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And when you go to the show notes, there's going to be a link to go to Darcy Donovan's website, as well as the movie we just talked about, Secret Agent Dingledorf. So go to the show notes to get that. This is my story. No symptoms to being diagnosed with colon cancer which led to four surgeries and a 50-50 survival rate. It then spread to my liver, in which only 3% are caught in time. Now, a 1% chance it ever comes back, and I'm on the road to inspiring everyone, because you have three choices, live, die, or fight. Bernie Siegel said, No matter what the statistics say, there's always a way. To book me, Tommy Canale, to speak to your event or group, go to TommyCanale.com. That's TommyCanale.com. And get ready to be inspired to inspire others because you're one day away from changing your life. Click the link in the show notes. Where there's highs, there's lows. And unfortunately for you, you had a really tough low in 2016 with a near-death experience. Man, how are you finding about all this? really did your work. Oh, my God. Yeah, how did you? <laughs> I do some research with all my guests. I get this quite a bit with people because I, I try to separate myself. I do literally hours of research on every guest that comes on my show. You know what? I am. I got to take my hat off to you. That's impressive. That Thank is, you. I'm, yeah, that, that, that you're one of the best. You're one of the top. You're one of my top three. Thank you so much. Yeah, I ended up um, actually, you know, Travis Barker, the he, I guess he was in the news. He just went into I, he's a uh, Chloe Kardashian's husband now or 
Courtney, Courtney Kardashian. That's probably where I've heard the name. Yeah, he went, I guess he went into the hospital, but he had pancreatitis. And um, what I, what happened to me is, you know, I was just at home and then all of a sudden it's like, I had the same thing happen. I just keeled over that. I know what he is going through. Um, but what, what started mine was, uh, I, like, I don't know what triggered his, but people don't realize, you know, there's a lot of things that contribute, can, can, uh, contribute to pancreatitis, not just, you know, alcohol or drugs or, uh, you know, being dehydrated. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. My thing was, is I had a, um, a cyst on my ovary that ruptured. So when it ruptured, um, the, the, like any type you get fluid or blood, you know, it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's very bad to have that in to, you know, your organs or anything. So what it did was it made my pain, my pancreas swell. So it got so swollen. I mean, I didn't eat for two months. Like I literally, yeah. It was actually good. I, you know, I had to gain weight for a roll, so I lost it immediately. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say that was great about it. But it was probably the worst experience. I mean, you know, I was throwing up like 30, 40 times. I mean, my sister came, like, you know, my adopted sister came and she was like, she was really upset. I mean, she was scared. You know, we were all scared. I was I was getting my will, trying to get my will together. I literally was like, this is it. This is the end. Um, you know, cause, but I, I just didn't have any, uh, really room to like to do anything. And I ended up going home. They finally, they sent me home and I ended up having to go back. I mean, I just, I couldn't eat anything, you know, so I had to stay in for, for more, uh, tests and stuff. And they were just like, well, you know, She's going to have to get through this. They wanted to cut me open, which thank God they didn't have to. So um, I was really thankful of that. But the doctors were scared there was blood, you know, in my intestines and, you know, going in there. So I had to kind of wait it out and see. But, you know, being in the back of the um, uh, uh, in the back of the ambulance really kind of just jarred some things for me. Um, It just made me think, you know, I don't know. I was like I was just taking, I was like, okay, here, I'm going to die. I literally thought, okay, I'm dying. And I was telling the guy in the bag, in the, in the ambulance, I said, listen, I'm dying. I said, will you just please call my mom? I said, just, I have a list of names. I want you to tell them this. And he's like, you're not dying on my watch. (laughs) I'll never forget that guy. He was so awesome. I wish I could remember his name, but uh, he was like, you're not dying on my watch. So I was like, okay. How long did it take you to recover Darcy? Um, about three months, three to four months. And then right after that, I had to film a movie. (laughs) So how'd you get the strength to do that? Um, that's just the thing about me. I'm not a, I'm not a wuss man. Like that's, there's a lot of wusses in this town (laughs) and a lot of pansy wansies. (laughs) I'm not like that, man. I mean, I've literally been on stage singing. I had a firecracker, literally like I was trying to do for a show. It was was supposed to be a sparkler that, you know, kind of went up and they put, when they put lighter fluid to make it go, they were supposed to only put a little bit and it dripped down and it ended up uh, getting on my hand and it uh, literally blew up in my hand. So I'm on stage, you know, now my business manager at that time, he could tell, you know, like something was wrong, but nobody else in the crowd knew. So he could tell, but right after I did my set, I had to go straight to the ER and, 
you know, and Trace Atkin and I, we're similar in that way. He said, you know, he had appendicitis. He finished his set and went, you know, I'm a fighter. I'm dedicated, you know, to what I do. And he said, you know, he goes, I'm not going to name the boy band, but they wouldn't go on stage because they didn't have the right. One guy didn't have his nail polish, (laughs) black nail polish. And I thought, you know, really? You know what I mean? Really? I I was just, that pissed me off because I was just like, are you kidding me? So, you know, there's been times where I've, uh, you know, I've been in massive pain. I've been on sets where I've had broken toes and, you know, like in a lot of pain, but I just taped him up. And, you know, that's, I will say, dad, you're watching. Thanks. He's the one that did it. My dad, like, you know, I got hit with a baseball. He's like, oh, you know, my eyeballs popping out. You know, there's veins on the floor. He's like, all right, just let's pop it back in. Just walk it off. You're fine. So that's kind of what I grew up with. You know, it's like I can't I, and I, I can't really, you know, <laughs> <laughs> your name is everything. There's no luggage racks in a hearse. You know, you can't take anything with you. So, you know. This is that's, true. That's how I like to be. I like if I'm going to be on a set, people know Darcy's comes prepared. She's going to be professional. And that's how I, I want to be known as, you know, not some wuss that's going to be upset if they don't have their right nail polish. We're going to add another link to the show notes. She has a best-selling inspirational guidebook, Darcy's Daily Dose of Inspiration. Right there, she's showing me on the screen. Donates part of the proceeds to charities. Yes. This book, yes. Darcy, was it before or after 2016? When did you start writing this book? Um, it was right after. I had a lot... Um, I had a lot of people, uh, you know, over the years write me about, you know, they... I'm kind of like a therapist in some ways for a lot of people too. people tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. I mean, literally, if you knew how many secrets in Hollywood, I knew from even eight, like a list directors lived, but you know, I'm just, I keep it to myself because I'm like, you know, that's confidential information. And, you know, um, you know, my fans actually asked me to write this book. Uh, you know, I had so many, uh, fans tell me, you know, over the years that it, you know, I've helped them from committing suicide. Um, you know, I was a light for them in their darkest times. Um, you know, on social media, I post messages every day to try to lift people's spirits up. And I know how big a deal that is. So, um, you know, I've had quite a few people, um, you know, that were like, I'm killing, I want to kill myself. And so then I've talked them out of it. Uh, you know, and we've developed relationships and friendships and, you know, there's kids that have come to me and uh, I, I look at things as God kind of gave me a little bit of everything. I mean, I I pretty much can talk to anybody about anything because of what I've gone through in my life. So, um, you know, I had a cousin, uh, first cousin, she, um, she uh, basically, you know, committed suicide and it, you know, it really tore up my family because, you know, she, she did that. It was so unexpected and, uh, you know, it kind of messed up my aunt for a long time. So, uh, you know, I could relate to things. I can also relate to, you know, all the many hardships that I've had, but I've mm-hmm. kind of had, I've had this shit platter. It hasn't killed me, but I tell people, you know, 
God's like, here's a little shoe platter for you, but hey, I'm giving it to you so that you can relate to people. At the time, you don't realize that. This you is know, true. Like, Why the hell is this happening to me? But now I get it. You know, I we're right now in dark times, I feel like, and people do need, you know, someone to kind of lead them and help them with what's going on now. And, you know, listen, when I have my days, I try to just lock myself in my room and, and just get over it. That's kind of how I am. But I do have a lot of people that count on me. So, you know, having over 7 million, you know, followers and, um, you know, people that email me and, you know, say, Hey, you know, you changed my life or you've done this. I mean, I just, I feel like I owe it to them. I owe it to them to, um, you know, try to be the best role model as I can. And, you know, I try to be as real as possible. I'm not, see, it's kind of like, you know, I got that whole Bill Cosby thing that shook me, you know, that shook me. He was like, you know, you look to him like, Hey, America's number one dad. And when all that stuff came out, you know, you feel, it just makes you feel like you got took, you know, it Mm -hmm. makes you, do you know what I mean? it's, It's like your childhood or something gets taken away from you. So, um, you know, and I know that feeling. I won't say any names, Tommy, no names, but I met a, my crush. I had a crush. I was a kid, a huge crush on this actor. I ended up meeting him, actually working with him on on a, a show. And um, I was very disappointed, you know, and then my mom came to set. She met him and she was like, he's an a-hole, isn't he? <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, it is. And it just, it ruined like every childhood fantasy, like every, you know, when you're a little girl and I was like, I do not want that to happen. If there is somebody that meets me, I'm going to go above and beyond to make their experience, uh, you know, amazing because I, I just think that's, it was so unfair. God. Cause I remember I even told him, I said, Oh, you were trying you know, childhood crush. And then, Oh God. It's, it's like if you kissed the guy of your dreams and he smelt like dumpster juice, you know, it's like, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> like he smelled like a baby just pooped in its diaper Indian food. It's terrible. You know, it's oh. just, just the worst experience. Sorry for the visual, everybody, but trying to make it impactful. So you get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was sad. But, um, you know, the thing is, is now I've, uh, I've got a new crush that I have now, but I'm like, I don't ever want to meet this person. God forbid. Don't, you know, I was like, I do not ever want to work with him ever. (laughs) Probably the universe is going to set that up, but I'm just like, no, do not want to do that. But anyway, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I always feel like, you know, integrity. uh, You know, I'm, I always say my motto is sassy, classy and badassy. You know, there's a way, a way to be and, you know, I just, I kind of want to try to set an example. Like I really have a lot of respect for the rock. Mm. Um, I really feel like he's somebody that, you know, people can look up to and he's, I feel like he's, you know, he's, he's a family man. He's, he's got a lot of ethics. Now, if we find out he's a serial killer, then just shoot me now, Tommy, just (laughs) shoot me now and throw me off the Malibu cliff. Okay. Just do it. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I can't take it. I can't take any more of this crazy of finding out somebody's this or that. I just, I'm like, don't do this to me, rock. (laughs) With all that being said that you just explained, which was fantastic. What's it mean to you personally to be named a world peace ambassador? Um, I mean, I think that's an honor. 
uh, it's to me what it means is, you know, somebody that set an example, you know, for integrity, for, um, you know, a way to pioneer through things. That's kind of to me what a world peace ambassador, somebody that's uh, making a mark, um, you know, in what they're doing. So, you know, I, I my hats off to anybody that, uh, you know, is a world peace ambassador or anybody, anybody else that, you know, is in a position of uh, inspiring others. That's a great way. That's a great way to be. So, um, you know, I'm always trying to make myself better and others around me. And, you know, I think that's what we need now. It's the, the time of, you know, not saying things is over. I just tell people I'm like, you know, pull up your pants, you know, that whole fad of showing your boxers, you know where that came from? It came from prison. Pull up your pants. I don't want to see your, you know, exactly. And they, listen, you know they listen to me, you know, they, you can be cool. You can be whatever you want, a rap star, or you can be, you know, a, a music person. You can be a doctor. You could be a, a street person. You could be a, a, a gardener, whatever you want to be. You could still do it with class. You know, you can have, there's no reason why you can't. I have an idea for you. You talked okay. about ideas and I know you're writing your spiritual autobiography that could turn into a film, oh. but I got another idea for you because when you're talking this, nobody gave Darcy Donovan a handbook to everything you're doing and said, this is how you do it. You need to write the handbook for other people to go, this is how you do all these things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's funny you said that I've already, I've kind of had that. Uh, but you know, people don't realize, you know what my, you know what my big thing is? This is, I don't think anybody at, on any show, you'll be the first Tommy. You're my first. There you go. Can you first, believe that? First for everything. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, I have this thing for D D I U's or D D Y U's. Do it your no D I U Y's D I Y's. God, I can't say it. D do like all like just it's crazy because I I've wanted to put a book like that forever of you know things that you can do like if on a budget if you don't have any money because I mean I there were times I had no money mm -hmm. there were times where you know. You could go to a thrift store and make yourself look like you stepped out of a magazine. I mean, people don't realize that there's things that you can do. Um, you know, you can be, use baking soda 500 different ways. You know, if you don't have shaving cream, you can use olive oil. Uh, there's so many great. I mean, hell, Jennifer Lopez. I was using olive oil before Jennifer Lopez came out and said, I use olive oil to make myself look good. It's like, damn girl, you know, so do it yourself stuff. Um, you know, like, I don't know, do it, you know. Vodka, people don't know vodka to clean. You can use really crappy vodka and it can clean everything. So there's so many things that, uh, you know. Uh, See, there you go. I, I mean, that I could sell. But there's, but there's like a handbook for life. I mean, I could just, you know, say things like, hey, you know, how you dress, your appearance is everything. You know, um, I have a trainer right now. Uh, he trains uh, quite a few like NFL people. So he said, hey, you know, I'll train you. You know, you help me with my brand. So I was like, okay. So I helped him. But I was like, first thing I was like, get that hair done. He looked, I mean, it looked like a mop. I was like, get we need to clean that up. You got to be clean cut if you want to get into this. I mean, I don't cut. I don't. I don't fool around. If you want to know my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. And that's the problem. And see, I can take it. That's the thing. See, if somebody tells me some stuff, I can. I can take it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. But you know, some people get all butthurt about it and they don't grow. 
You know, you have to be able to take uh, constructive criticism. I mean, listen, my grandmother, God rest her soul, love her, amazing woman. But you talk about uh, she there was no filter on this woman. None, Tommy. I think you got a little of that. Yeah, well, I grew into it. (laughs) When I was a kid, believe it or not, I was very, very, very shy, very quiet. And I looked up to my grandmother because literally, I mean, you could be like some NBA player, like NBA player tall, like Shaquille O'Neal, be a gangster. My grandmother could scare the shit out of you. She really could. And I just got the biggest kick when I was a kid. I was like, I want to be like you, grandma, when I grow up, you know? So now I'm like her and it's, it's, it's nice. I don't worry about what people think. If somebody doesn't like it, oh, well, you know, next, you know, uh, people get butthurt about, you know, these trolls and stuff. I said, there is a block button. That's you can right. Hit block. You know, oh, these people are saying, okay, hit block. That's all you got to do. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. You know, yeah. I mean, if you don't like it. And then, you know, I also reward people for good behavior. I'm like, you know, somebody's acting sassy. I'm like, listen, this is your last chance. You act sassy again. You're not going to be able to be in my giveaways. I give away cash. We do a lot of fun. You know, I've given away mattresses, Rolexes. So you won't get to play. You're a bad, bad boy. You're a bad, bad, you know what I mean? So then they're like, okay, okay, I'll be good. But, you know. Calling people out, you know. That's right. You know, you, you, that's what you've got to do. You got to, if somebody's going to have bad behavior, you can't tap dance, da- you know, mm-hmm. tap dance around it. Around uh, my office, people call me Mama D. So they're like, Mama D. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like I kind of have taken a lot of people under my wing and and helping them to be better. I mean, and, and I don't want to say this at all. I mean, I do. I do have a humble soul. I'm just going to say it, though. It's like I wish I had somebody like me when I was growing up. I really do, because I feel like I would have just not have gone through some of the things that I've gone through. So, you know, I wish I did have, you know, um, uh, a celebrity that, you know, cared, you know, to comment back and cared to, you know, I think if, if somebody, I knew somebody would, you know, talk to me about my problems or give me some kind of stuff. Cause you know, I was bullied in, in high school. So, you know, but it made me who I am though. So that's right. say, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you, yeah. What, what doesn't kill you makes you you're stronger. You know, you know, I'm, I'm humble, but I'm proud and confident. I mean, I worked hard. Nobody gave me anything. I mean, so I've literally, you know, self-made. So that's, that's the thing. I think that's where, you know, people can, you know, go, Hey, you know, Darcy did it. I I can do it. You know, she came from nothing. I can do it. So Mama D is also known as crypto queen and the CMO of eCoin finance. Where, where did this, when did you get involved with it? Where did the bug hit you? Where did it start? Tell me. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go backwards for a minute again. Remember what I told you when we were talking, I said about, um, you know, parlaying, parlaying, mm-hmm. you know, career and stuff. I went to a, uh, I went to a red carpet. I was in, uh, the elevator with a, a very well-known actor and we started talking 
and he was telling me about his business, um, what, you know, what he was coming out with this product. So I was like, Oh, you know, since you guess he was on a, a huge uh, hit television series and he started telling me about what he's doing and how he's, you know, doing all these things. And then I just was asking him some questions. And then he said, well, the smart actors, he says, parlay their business, you know, into other things. You take that fame you have and you do it into other things. And that always stuck with me. And I was like, you know, he's absolutely right. I mean, Bob Hope did that. Bob Hope made more money on real estate than he did with his career, acting, jokes, all that. People don't know that. But, um, you know, it's it's really amazing, you know, what you can do if you know how to take that. I mean, think about famous football players. What did, what did a lot of them do? They parlay it into something else, right. you know, whether it be a drink or booze or whatever. So um, the opportunity, it was just, I honestly, I got to tell you, I'm a very spiritual person. I really believe God dropped it into my lap because I remember one day I was like, I was pissed off uh, at this, it just, the way some things were going on a set I was working on. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I just need to, you know, I need to get this out here. I need to uh, do this show myself. I was like, and I, I remember I looked up in the sky and I said, God, I need you to be my investor. <laughs> you need to help me, you know, <laughs> come on, father, help me, God, you know, and it's just weird how this dropped into my lap. And so, I mean, I'm really looking at, you know, I, Hey, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm billionaire in the next three or four years from crypto. So with that, I can do whatever the hell I want, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially in the entertainment industry. I can fund my own things. I could do everything. So I really feel like the way this fell into my lap was kind of, uh, a miracle, um, so to speak, because it's kind of like people don't realize anybody that's into crypto now, we're only in the 4%. And you're talking 4% of the entire world populace. So that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you were at the very, like think, Tommy, if you and I were at the very beginning of Google or wow. Amazon, how much money do you think we'd be like, like right now? We'd be, we'd be multi-billionaires. I mean, we'd be, be trillionaires. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. We so, wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, be just, would you be syndicated maybe or you would you see now that's the thing you see i can't stop i mean i don't believe in retirement even as a billionaire i'd still be working my ass mm-hmm. off i just I, i'd love to work you know i you know my a friend of mine got me into it well i would call him a friend it was my it was my sister's ex-boyfriend um <laughs> He got me in. He he started, you know, doing it. And I was like, well, if his ass can do it, he's, you know, I could do it. He wouldn't. I'm like, he's not that smart. <laughs> I don't like the way he did her. So I'm going to say it, you know. So then I watched a show. Uh, it's called The Startup, you know. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a sign. You always everybody watching. You got to watch the signs. The universe and God is trying to give you the angels because there are times where. They will try to lead you in the right direction. They'll use numbers. They'll use little things, you know, like if you ask. So I was like, wait a minute. So I started getting into it and then I started making a good return. And then I started digging deep into it. So then I, me and my business partner sat down and I said, Hey, you know, let's, I got into Cardano, you know, made a return. I'm still into Tron, uh, did some of Bitcoin. Uh, I also invested into Ethereum. And so, um, yeah, that was five years ago. And so here I am today. And I mean, I've got, 
multiple contracts with multiple companies. Um, you know, I'm the brand ambassador for, for several different companies. Uh, you know, I've, I've got to even, I'm the CMO of, you know, Ecoin uh, Finance since uh, November of 2021. I was in a documentary called Not a JPEG, and it was screened at this last, in, in this recently NFT NYC. Um, uh, and it's like the OGs, like all the OGs in the metaverse and stuff. Uh, I'm an advisor on a global blockchain. I became the co-owner of Income Island. So it's like, you know, we're going to this. If Oh, hey, if you want to come, I'll get you tickets. But uh, at the end of the month, this is going to be absolutely huge. Um, I will be speaking with Facebook Meta at the upcoming Web3 event. It's going to be uh, July 29th through uh, the 31st in Los Angeles. Um, it's called the NFT Expo Verse. So Tommy, you want to come? I'll hook you up, but it's going to be a huge event. I mean, huge. So uh, people are flying in all over the country. I have fans flying in to come see me um, from all over the world. So, you know, I'm really excited, you know, but I, and it, Hey, Tom, if you need anything, any, you know, if you need any help, uh, with any kind of investments, let me know. I am not a financial advisor, people, but I investing my mother, my mother's money and, and my stepdad's money. So if I lose it, you will not hear from me ever again. Probably, <laughs> I'll probably be dead behind the tomato bushes. So the thing is, the thing is, is that you know I'm more worried about investing my mom's money. But anything that I invest in, any project that I'm a part of. Uh, or that I in, put my name on, I'm a part of it. I'm invested. So, you know, that's, that's a thing. And, and I'm, uh, I got in, uh, nominated for four awards at the NFT three awards. So I'm up against like Paris Hilton, uh, Macy Gray, which is a friend of mine. She's really sweet. Um, Snoop Dogg. He's a good friend of mine. So he's uh, in for it. I'm, I'm excited about it. You so. should, you should be as you should be. You have done very well for yourself I want to say thank you for coming on the show. The very intelligent, the very sassy, the very beautiful Darcy Donovan. Darcy, thank you for coming on the show. Tommy, thank you so much. You're really, you're a sweetheart. And listen, anybody that does want to know about investing or anything, um, I'm on uh, Twitter at Darcy Donovan. So go on there. And I do, you know, I do return all my DMs. It may be a minute, but I'll get back to you. But I always try to help everybody uh, because right now it's, it, there's, it could change some people's lives. And I know there's a lot of things going on, but, you know, with my Facebook, Instagram, go on there. I've got inspirational stuff if you're sad or depressed <laughs> and funny stuff, too, Tommy. That's but, right. Uh, Tommy, I want to send you something, so make sure that you uh, email me back. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope that you do make it to, uh, you know, the Las Vegas, if you, if you can make it to Las Vegas. But, you know, if you can make it to L.A., for everybody, it is going to be one heck of a time. And I'm going to be giving away uh, gifts throughout the whole weekend. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, we I try to make stuff fun. I know how to have a party, man. That's right. I know how to have a party. Okay. <laughs> you want you want the babes, you want the buzz, you want the food, you want the music, and you want the gifts. Okay. That's so right. I know how to have fun. That's <laughs> right. Listeners, go follow me on Instagram at Before the Lights Podcast and go to the show notes. There's gonna be a link that says buy Tommy a glass of vino. We'll shout your name out on the show for getting me a glass of vino. Thank you for listening to Before the Lights. I'm Tommy Canale, and until next time, everybody, I salute a chin-chin. <laughs>